everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out with our friends at Homie. Check them out, homie.com. We're actually at a homie house today, Gordon. 10291 South Chestnut View Court. Uh, That's 4190 West, by the way, if you're looking for those extra coordinates. But come by. Uh, We're doing this kind of it's a a hand-in-hand open house. So certainly if you're in the market for a new house, do yourself a favor because it is beautiful here. Pick up some free jazz gear. But, of course, you can buy or sell your house with homie.com. And we do have great jazz gear. In fact, uh, we've got uh, those Beehive Classic uh, sweatshirts. Are those sweatshirts? Yeah, it looks like Oh, it. those are nice. We have jazz shirts. We yeah. have a few jazz hats. We've got a jazz beanie. We've got some stars tickets. So come on by and, uh, and see us. And, of course, if you're buying or selling a home, uh, check out homie.com and what they can do for you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Gordon, we're going to talk to Frank Dolce coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on the, the Utes and what happened with the college football playoff. And we'll get his thoughts, as always, about Tyler Huntley. Always good to get the former quarterback's perspective. Yeah, yeah I love that about what, the way Frank can uh, break things down because he's been there. He knows exactly what Tyler's looking at and what what he uh, his strengths and and things he needs to work on. So we'll uh, we'll get Frank's thoughts on that coming up. What uh you know we we talked at great length yesterday about what would have to happen for Utah to get into the fo- college football playoff. I was kind of thinking today, what what would be the odds of some of those things coming into place? So maybe we talk to Frank about a couple of those. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset for uh, and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, our Ute insider Frank Dolce. What's up, Frank? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, Jake, I hope you're feeling better. You you sound like you're still struggling with a little something. I'm I'm battling. Yes, I'm battling, but I I'm feeling a little better than I did yesterday. So I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. That's you nice know doing the doing the show, Frank, outside the way we did yesterday probably didn't help yeah. your uh, your condition. No, but hey, we got through it and it was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had a we had a battle good time. through. <laughs> uh, Frank, uh, curious, what'd you think about where Utah sprung up in the college football playoff rankings at number seven? Um, well, so, you know, so there's still work to do for Utah. So, but I think they'll get their, I, I think they'll get their work done. Like it's more likely to me that Utah does what they need to do to put themselves in a position to be considered for the for the playoff than it is that the teams above Utah do something that will allow Utah to leapfrog and jump in there without doing their stuff. You know, does, does that make any sense? So I just in the way that the committee has it set up right now, it's like it's okay if these teams win then well Utah was number seven, so they're not gonna, you know it, it just seems like it's as much as there can be a fix in something, it feels like that's the case. I, I, I said this last week after 
Tua's unfortunate injury, that that probably helped Utah because I don't think a Tua-less Alabama is as compelling as a Utah team with the way Tyler Huntley's playing and with the Zach Moss and with the defense that is just really, really good. Uh, or even as compelling as an Oregon team with Justin Herbert and pretty good running game and and all of the allure that goes along with being Oregon. So, but I just it just doesn't feel like the committee has has given Utah a, a chance. Some drastic things would have to happen. So, and if other things happen, like if Georgia if Georgia wins out, Georgia's in. And if LSU only takes one loss, LSU's still in. And Ohio State wins out, which they should. They're in. Clemson wins out, which they should. Then they're in. So, you know, what do you what do you do with that? And and then if if um, Auburn, I mean Auburn would have to beat Alabama, and Georgia lost to you. Georgia loses to LSU, and then Al, so Alabama has one loss. Then they're in. And Georgia would have two losses in that scenario. There, I mean, it's just. It just doesn't feel like lots of things would have to happen in Utah's favor, and I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel as much like that's going to happen. Although I am more optimistic this week than I was a few weeks ago about the playoff. I don't know. Do you think everything you're talking about is it uh, sort of a disrespect for Utah? Is it a disrespect for the Pac-12? Uh, what do you think's going on? Yeah, it's it's the Pac-12. It's it's the Pac-12. Like because it's easy for those guys to say, "Oh, well, the Pac-12 is terrible." You know, the Pac-12 is there's no parity in the Pac-12. It's just a bunch of teams on the bottom and two teams that are pretty good on top, and and they don't play anybody, and they haven't beaten the top ten, top twenty-five. You know, there's lots of arguments against the Pac-12. I think you could make the same arguments about the ACC, and maybe even you could make some of those arguments about the Big 12, but the problem is that Clemson playing in the ACC has won a national title, then given the shot, and so the, so the soft schedule argument, they have that in their back pocket. Well, yeah, maybe we play a soft schedule, but we won a national championship and we beat Alabama. So, I mean, what are you going to say about that? And we have the same starting quarterback who beat Alabama, so tell, tell us how you're going to take us out of this. How are you going to make an argument against that? So well, then, the, you know, the, mind, the, ACC, the ACC is worse than the Pac-12. It is, it's but not, they're undefeated. Yeah. Not great, but they're undefeated. But they're Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and, uh, and 1280 The Zone. Frank, Gordon asked me today a question, uh, you know, hypothetical. What if Andy Ludwig were the offensive coordinator last year? Let me kind of reverse that a little bit and ask you, would this Utah offense be doing what it's doing if Troy Taylor were the coordinator this year? I don't believe so. I think the the missing link on the offensive side for Utah. Because tell me what's changed. What's changed about the Utah offense in terms of personnel? So the the the, the missing piece was the coordinator piece. I mean, I think that you could make that – that's a, a more, that's a more than reasonable statement. 
the missing piece was the coordinator based on what Utah's doing this week, this year. Troy Taylor had Tyler Huntley for a couple years. Tyler Huntley didn't necessarily improve over a couple years. He had a three- or four-game stretch last year when play-calling changed, when all of a sudden Utah decided that they were going to be based in the run game out of the the running back position, not the quarterback position, out of the running back position, and then – and then uh, create a passing, a play-action passing attack off of that running game. And, and in that scenario, Tyler Huntley was, was doing pretty much what he's doing now, super high completion percentage, super high efficiency, great running game, and, and Utah was playing really well defensively again. So the one piece that changed in all, in all of this is, is the offensive coordinator. Frank, if you were the starting quarterback of an opposing team, how do you think you would do against this defense? Well, uh, first of all, I I would hope that uh, we could manufacture some sort of running game. It would be one of those things like it, you'd say, okay, because you never go into a game, you, you know, as a, as a competitor, you never go into a game and think, oh, man, this is you, – you always think, well, we're going to figure out how to win this game. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. We're going to figure out how to win this game. But it would, always, it would have to be a lot of like, okay, if we run the ball really well and if we force Utah to make – you know, to, to focus on the run game and if we have uh, play-action pass game going – and um, if we have a good matchup with some of our, you know, wide receivers, tight ends, and some of their defensive backs, and if we get a few turnovers, then we have a really good shot at winning this game. So you look at you look across that defense, and you just say, well, they're they're gonna. They take they take away the run game. Okay, so you have to check that take that out. So maybe our play action pass isn't going to be as good because you know the the run game is no good because we can't do anything in the run game. And then we're going to be forced to go away from our run game. That's what's happened, by the way, in the past couple of weeks. Washington and UCLA, in my estimation, abandoned their run game early in a, in a run game that was. And, and the, the running game numbers look bad because their overall productivity is low. But in, in yards per carry, they were still pretty productive. I mean, Washington was still averaging 3.6 yards per carry. That's a first down every three carries. But they abandoned the run game. Uh, Ahmed didn't get as many carries because Washington all of a sudden felt like, well, we're going to have to throw the ball to, to stay in the game or whatever. And then the throwing game, you know, blew up too through the couple picks. So, and 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 I thought UCLA did the same thing. Like they they were still productive in the run game, but they they were forced to abandon it. And I think that's what Utah makes offenses do is they force them off of their game plan um, because of their athleticism and execution. So. I don't know how I perform against. I, I think my my overall feeling would be: Am I going to get out of this one alive? 
Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, uh, looking for your comment on the career arc of Khalil Tate. You know, stormed onto the scene, and there seems like since that first year that he got a chance to play, there's been more downs than there have been ups. I thought that Khalil Tate was going to be that, uh, like a special talent. I still think he's a special talent. But I think, you know, the, all of the things that have surrounded him have, have really worked against him, and not, not the least of which is some, some injury issues. I was hopeful that Kevin Sumlin was going to solidify that Arizona program. In fact, way back when Kevin Sumlin was hired, was that three years ago, way back when, I, I thought, well, my goodness, uh, Arizona is just going to be, they're just going to take a step forward now. That was a terrific hire. That's what, that's what I thought. We all, and maybe all of us thought, Herm Edwards is going to be a disaster. Kevin Sumlin's going to solidify Arizona. And it, I, I think it's, it's relatively clear at this point that that hasn't occurred. And all of that, all of the issues surrounding that, it, coaching, offensive staff, uh, personnel, and, and maybe it's, you could put it mostly back on, on coaching, have really hurt his career. And in that situation, like, you would think that Arizona would be able to rely on a run game with J.J. Taylor. I think he's fantastic. But for some reason, they don't necessarily rely on the run game with J.J. Taylor. And that puts now that puts Khalil Tate in a scenario where he feels like he has to make all the plays. And that's not the best position to be in. Look, I mean, that, that happened to Tyler Huntley this year at, at USC. All of a sudden, he reverted back a little bit. And he felt like he had to make all the plays because he couldn't, he didn't, maybe not couldn't, but he didn't trust what was going around going on around him offensively. And, and so when you're in that situation playing out of desperation, it's you rarely play your best kind of football. So I still think Khalil Tate is, is supremely talented. Um, and I, the same with, with Taylor. And, but I think all of the, all of the noise around him and around those guys have really conspired against them and, and taken what could have been much more productive careers and dampened into those careers. So, Frank, we asked you earlier about the playoff and the huge chances. What do you think is the most likely scenario? What are you expecting to have happen? Do the Utes beat Oregon and then go to the Rose Bowl? What, is, is that what you think is going to happen? Well, here's what I would say with some certainty. I never, I, I never like to do the, well, this is, you know, this is going to happen. But, but here's what I, I feel with some certainty, that Utah will put themselves in, in the championship game. So, okay, there's, there's one thing. The only way Utah doesn't, in my mind, the only way Utah doesn't get in the championship game is if they start doing a lot of things they haven't done all year long outside of the USC game, and that would be, you know, lots of penalties and lots of dumb mistakes and lots of missed tackles and lots of turnovers. Lack of execution. So it, it's to me, it's all on Utah's shoulder, shoulders. Win, win or loss the next couple of games. Um, and so I think they should get through. Oh, and and you know the the always the the you know the injury thing. 
if key injuries occur, then then that could damage Utah's chances. Although I still think Utah's pretty talented versus the, the next couple teams. So they should put themselves in the championship game. Now, the, the championship game, uh, I think Oregon's playing really, really well. And Oregon has, throughout the year, been not only good on the offensive side, because we always look at the offense with, with Herbert and, and just being Oregon. We think, oh, yeah, it's going to be a high-powered offense. They've been good, good running game. Oregon's been very productive. They are beatable. I think Oregon's beatable. We've seen glimpses of that throughout the year. The other thing we don't necessarily count on with Oregon and the thing they've done, and I think Cristobal does well, is he's brought a defense too. So you have to you have to consider that. This is Utah matching up with Oregon would be by far the best defensive team they've faced all year long. No question about it. So uh, so I think that's something to consider as well. It's it's much more challenging for quarterback and, and for an offense to get on track when defensive players are disruptive at the line of scrimmage. And I think Oregon has that potential. All all of that said, uh, I I still feel like Utah has the advantage, and I think Utah comes out in that game against Oregon, uh, and then. You're going to have to have in in you know everybody above Utah is going to weird things are going to happen. Well, maybe not such weird things, but something's going to have to happen, and a committee member or somebody's going to have to make the case for Utah. So LSU should goes through. I think for Utah, that's the best case scenario. The LSU goes through because then Georgia takes two losses, and you take Georgia out of the mix. Uh, Clemson. If Clemson takes a loss, I still don't think that's an advantage for Utah. They're, they're still going to – I still think they go through. Maybe, maybe not. Ohio State, um, maybe maybe they take a – maybe I, I don't think they take a loss. They're, they're going to get through. So now who do, you, who do you have left that Utah has to con- contend with if they take care of business? Alabama. So it, it, and Alabama's sitting at five right now. If Alabama, so that's going to be the big thing. Is Alabama going to beat Auburn? So, and and not take a second loss. If Alabama goes through and doesn't take a second loss, I think the committee puts Alabama in. They try and make up a story about, hey, look at Alabama. They played LSU so close. They've won big games with their backup quarterback, and so they they have to go in. Um, if Auburn beats Alabama, LSU goes through, Clemson goes through, OSU, Ohio State goes through. I think that's the best case scenario for Utah getting in. Frank, as always, we appreciate your insight to getting ready for this upcoming game. Thanks, man. Hey, did that analysis choke you up? Like it was so compelling that you got a little, a little bit, a little, little bit. Yeah. I, I got uh, emotional, and right. just—I mean, Frank, you just wow me each and every week. <laughs> that's well, you know, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And 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 by the way, that's a pretty low standard because you haven't said many nice things to me. So. <laughs> wow, I, th- I thought I was being I know, I nice. Just you got a little I'm emotional so over your analysis. I'm sorry, Jake. I had to. <laughs> Thanks, I had Frank. to do that. <laughs> All right, you guys. I appreciate uh, you having me on. I expected at this point.
Thanks, buddy. All right, Frank Dolce, our Ute Insider, with us here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're hanging out with our friends at Homie at a Homie Home today, 10291 South Chestnut View Court, which is 4190 West. And our friend Emily joins us once again. And, Emily, this is this is so fun. We got a chance to talk to uh, to Darren and, and kind of get that firsthand uh, Homie Difference experience. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool to have one of our actual sellers here, and we're here helping him host an open house and to see the the homey magic in real life so cool uh and we've had listeners come in and out and would encourage you to do so we've got uh, utah gear to give away but let's talk about uh, kind of the process darren's going through right now from open to shut you've got somebody with them the whole time yeah you get full service for a flat rate which is just unheard of you know we're doing something that used to cost you thousands upon thousands of dollars you know usually you pay a typical six percent when you're selling your house to both your listing agent and the buyer's agent but here we're doing a flat fee on the listing side of just fifteen hundred dollars you pay one of it up front when you go online to sign up, which we're waiving today with the code HANDS. Very nice. Very nice. And then you just pay twelve ninety nine at closing for the flat listing fee, which is incredible. That is incredible. And and really, uh, if you're sm- selling a small home to a, a Monson Palatial Estate, <laughs> it, you're gonna you're going to save a significant amount of money. Yeah, the bigger it is, the more you save, but the fee is exactly the same no matter price or size of home. Which is, I mean, we did a two million dollar home that saved like fifty grand. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's more than most people make in a year it's amazing and you can take that money and apply it you know to the new home or or to whatever and you'll save money on the buying side too yeah we'll give you up to five thousand dollars of a rebate back when you use us to buy we have homey loans homey title we now have homey insurance so we can stack savings upon savings upon savings you guys have figured out a better way to do it we sure have and we just want everybody to come join us so that nobody has to pay those high rates anymore all right, so homie.com, and if you're listing a home, save that uh, 199 mm-hmm. uh, fee right up front by using the promo code HANTS, and simply come out and see us. Find out you know what Homie's all about, 10291 South Chestnut View Court here in South Jordan. That's 4190 West. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're hanging out with our friends at Homie at a Homie Home, 10291 South, 4190 West. That's Chestnut View Court in South Jordan. Come see a Homie Home you can actually buy. It's, and by the way, it's beautiful. And it's just uh, an example. It's fun, Gordon, getting the perspective uh, from somebody who's actually selling their home with Homie. And our friend uh, Darren and his family have invite us, invited us into their home that they are selling with Homie. And we've been roaming around the home. Yeah, it's very nice. Beautiful neighborhood. Uh, very beautiful house. So come check it out. 10291 South, 4190 West. We also want to remind you, uh, fun promotion on the station right now. You can suit up in style with Mr. Mac and Alema Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com. You'll win a pair of Cole Han shoes, uh, courtesy of Mr. Mac. An outfitting shopping experience with Alema during our remote on December 11th. Alema will personally pick you an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mac. All right, Gordon, uh, you, you've got to get a hold of this story and I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. All right. The all right. sports related, but, but outside of the local realm real quick. Okay. All right. And we know how you feel about Halloween. You don't like adults dressing up and participating in Halloween. It's not your thing. Right. So check this out. Aubrey C. Walker is a staff manager, uh, a student manager on Will Muschamp's staff at University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Aubrey was uh, was kicking a couple back at a Halloween party and uh, ended up getting arrested. 
Okay. Now, here's why Aubrey got arrested. There was another party goer who was dressed up as Will Muschamp with a buyout check. Yes. Kind of a a, a fire Will Muschamp kind of Halloween costume. Uh So, Aubrey C. Walker... Being a loyal student manager staff member, wasn't Hanny having any of it, Gordon. Went right at this party goer, and, uh, and it got uh, uh, a little out of hand. Uh, let's see. Um, it happened in a street. Walker appeared to be intoxicated at the time, the police report says, and continued to be loud and boisterous when an officer attempted to stop the fight. He was taken to jail and released the next day on $257.50 personal reconnaissance bond, and then was fired at the University of South Carolina. Okay. Your reaction? Uh, People take things a little too seriously, don't they? What's Will firing this guy for? He's just sticking up for his good name. (laughs) I think Will should pay his $257.50 personal reconnaissance bond. Or reconnaissance. Recognizance. Okay. This is a loyal staff member right here. I, uh, but don't you think it was a little aggressive? Uh, maybe, but you're, you're looking for somebody who's passionate about their job, man, both on and off the clock. Okay, if you say so. I, I just think sometimes it's a bit of an overreaction. What, uh, what, would, uh, what would you do if you were kicking a few back at a Halloween party and there was somebody in a Joe Baird costume? <laughs> With a sign that said fake news on the front. <laughs> You'd pummel that party goer. I would not. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, is that how you would react if somebody was mocking me? You better believe it would. That's you would how step right up there and absolutely. cause the scene. You better believe it. I got your back, buddy. All right. Nobody goes as Gordon Monson uh, in a derogatory fashion for Halloween and gets away with it as long as I'm around. Is it Austin, is that the way you would react? I was just about to say, don't look at my Facebook uh, memories there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, loyalty is, is nice. Yeah. It, it's, it's nice to have people stand up for one another. And our boy, Aubrey C. Walker, was just showing a little, showing a little loyalty. Okay. See, I am absolutely positive that this is the way you and Austin and others on our staff would react in, in, for, for a co-worker. Exactly. Absolutely certain. Without a doubt. There would be nothing but pure love and loyalty. Mm. I did dress up as Dave Fox for Halloween once when I was working on his show. <laughs> How'd that go? I was funny. I, I didn't have like a fire Dave Fox sign. How, how, like what did you, what was the overall essence? I, uh, let's see. I borrowed a talking, uh, a talking sports like pullover from, from DJ and okay. I, I did make it look like I was a tad bit more rotund than I, than I actually uh, was. And then I, I did my hair up all 
you know, TV guy and and then wore an obscene amount of makeup. And that was it. <laughs> did you wear shorts did, with the blazer? I did. Yes, I did. I wore shorts Under, with the Because you're the sitting behind the desk. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you have a name tag on or something that would uh, absolutely remove all doubt as to who you were? I think so. I can't remember. Did you bother everyone with your daughter's softball stats for hours? Or? <laughs> I did. I walked around talking about bonnet ball the whole day. Uh, we have certain people on staff who, through the years, have uh, have bragged a bit about uh, their 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 kids' accomplishments. I have tried to. Well, we'll see if not. it happens. I I, I I don't. If you're I my daughter lives in Minnesota. But I wasn't bragging about the fact that she lived in Minnesota. So I try, I've tried to hold back in that regard Have through you. the years. Good. Have I succeeded? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, you've boasted about Sid whooping up on hands on the tennis court. Yeah, but that was a setup. Yeah. What do you mean that was a setup? That was a legit match. It just happened to be one-sided. Right. But, but we all knew it was going to be that way. Yeah, we did know that it was And that was be. a station promotion anyway. I wonder if Hans has ever fully recovered from that. Do you think he has? Physically or mentally? Either way. Ego way. Yeah. What did, what did Hans claim to hurt while he was out there, remember? <laughs> like his hamstring or something like that. He, he, was, he was claiming to be injured. Remember, he was bragging about his physical condition, and he was also ridiculing uh, kind of girls who played tennis. And... That, that it wasn't really worth much, and then out on the court, I'll never, I'll never forget this. <laughs> when you were out there warming up with Sid, who was twelve at the time, by the way, remember that she was twelve. Kevin, Kevin Graham, who at that time was uh, doing the show with me, uh, he said, it "Just, it just clear as day." He said, "Hans is screwed." Well, then six zero six zero later, it, uh, that turned out to be the case. <laughs> so, isn't it interesting that we have a professional athlete on our staff, a former professional athlete, who is the only one I know of who was absolutely destroyed and humiliated and embarrassed by a twelve-year-old girl. So, getting back to the point, Gordon, let me ask you this: Would you, if you were Will Muschamp, have fired Aubrey C. Walker? No. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know all the facts as to how bad it got. You know? But, but, but I do appreciate loyalty. Yeah. I, think, I think that is a, that, that's sort of a thing that there's not enough of. I want to remind you to join us coming up on Friday from 3 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Coming up next, quick nod sports report, and then we'll get you ready for Jazz pregame taking over at the top of the 5 uh, five o'clock hour. Ben Anderson's going to be in studio oh, good. Uh, with me today, good. getting you ready for the Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. More straight ahead, hanging out with our friends at Homie, live from a Homie house today. Come see us, 10291 South, 4191, or excuse me, 4190 West. It's also Chestnut View Court. Indeed. That wasn't very clear. 10291 South, Chestnut View Court. Which just, just load it into your phone. You'll get it'll, it. it'll bring you right here. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Greg Rebell joins us right now. Earlier we were talking about Jim Carrey. Great Canadian. What Canadian <laughs> are you most proud of? <laughs> 
in the entertainment world to know that they come from your home. And all our best Canadians come from Canada, so, or best uh, entertainers. No, yeah, no, you're right, Canada. Austin. All the best Canadians <laughs> do come from Canada. <laughs> our best That's entertainers. Oh my gosh, I'll never that hear the end of that point. one. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of that one. You can't argue that. You can't argue that. <laughs> right, it, right. Well, I, I, I hate to be cliche, but, you know, the greatest rock and roll musicians of all time. And that's the, the holy triumvirate of Rush. Thanks so much, Greg. We appreciate you. He's a and, Canadian uh, from Canada. All our best Canadians come from Canada. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordon, it is a win ticket Wednesday. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 zone. Caller 12 right now. We're going to hook you up with tickets to go see the Black Crows. The Black Crows, Chris and Rich Robinson, reunite for a 30-year anniversary celebration of their landmark quintuple platinum debut album, Shake Your Money Maker for a 2020 World Tour. See them play the album in its entirety, plus all the hits when they come to USANA Amphitheater on Tuesday, September 1st. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply be 12th caller right now. 855-340-ZONE. We're hanging out with our friends at Homie at the Homie House, 10291 South, 4190 uh, West. That would be Chestnut View Court. Feel free to come on by and see us. We'll talk to Emily coming up here momentarily. But right now, it is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by our friends at the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today, buddy? We're going to Minnesota, and then we're going to uh, India. Before we do, you said the Black Crows. Is that a tad bit redundant? Are there any other kind of crows other than Black Crows? Is that like saying a red cardinal? Well, what about the uh, the North Atlantic polka dot crow? <laughs> Is there such a thing? I have no idea. Uh, Me neither. I don't know. Okay. Two stories real quick. The first one's kind of gross, so I'll get that one out of the way. The other one is unfortunate. So not not a great uh, selection for overly cheery stories today. But the first one comes from a man in India who was having an itchy eye, and he went to a doctor, and the doctor found... A three-inch worm in his oh, eye. Oh, Gordon, why do you pick out these stories? Because it's weird. That's terrible. It's wacky. Can't we find get, something but, else? But get a load of this. You know where he got it from? I don't want to know where he got it from. <laughs> he got it like 12 years earlier from a dog bite. On That's his what, eye? That No. It was in another part of the body, but I think it traveled to his oh, eye. Gross. I, I just, ew. Okay. Here's the other one. The other one's unfortunate. And this is not that that one was fortunate, but this happens every year at this time, you know. Uh, what season is it right now? It's fall, Gordon. I know. Well, what season, what hunting season is it? Deer? Deer hunting season, okay. right? By the way, we have a bunch of deer in our neighborhood. Have you noticed that? It usually happens. Uh, but anyway, uh, this this happens somewhere every year. Apparently... Uh, in northwestern Minnesota, there was a sort of a brown-colored horse that was on someone's property, and uh, someone mistook it for a deer and shot the horse. Now, okay, 
I am not a hunting expert. But, Jake, I can tell the difference between a deer and a horse. Okay. Shot a deer. They found a deer. He was dead on the property with a bullet, uh, like from a hunting rifle, boom, frozen in the tundra. You mean a horse, not a horse. A, what did I say? A deer. Uh, yeah, horse. Someone thought it was a deer. Are, and shot are it. horse lives more valuable than deer lives? <laughs> well, I mean, is there a horse hunting season? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, why is that? I don't know, because apparently uh, wild horses are a problem up there in Idaho. But nobody gives out Maybe licenses they should. to go. Are you really proposing that? I don't know. They, you know. Short, they shoot horses, don't they? Well, I mean. Is that, the, is that the name of that movie? What movie? Is it They Shoot Horses, don't they? That's a movie? Uh, seems like it was. Anyway, I just thought this this happens. I remember a couple of years ago, someone shot a cow. They thought the cow was a deer. A cow is not a deer. You don't say. <laughs> so, you know what's most frightening about all this? Is that some of these hunters need their their eyesight checked. Well, didn't Dick Cheney shoot one of his buddies? <laughs> <laughs> That that was that, that was just a misfire, wasn't it? I, don't, I have no idea. I wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't there. intentional. I just know that uh, one less hunter came out unwounded than went in. That's all I really know. I'll just say this: if, you, if you're going to go hunting, and maybe deer season is over here, I don't, I don't know. I don't pay, pay much attention to it. But don't shoot horses and don't shoot cows. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, learn the difference. Learn the animal that you're hunting, what it looks like. A horse is not a deer. I love this tweet that comes in that uh, from Mitch that says, Gordon's, quote, worst story on the planet report, unquote, strikes again. <laughs> I apologize. Shooting Look. horses and worms and eyeballs. <laughs> That's what you get today. Well, both of them had to do with bad eyesight. Oh, man. Emily from Homie joins us once again. And I, I'm sorry, Emily, there is wow. no, there is no <laughs> good. Follow that. There is no good transition. There, no, that's it just a terrible exist. transition. Uh, yeah, but Jake was the one to say that maybe they should shoot horses. I, I, I find that I find that offensive. I don't know. I find a lot of what just happened. I don't even know. Bingo. It's yeah. all offensive. It's all offensive. It's just. <laughs> have, have you ever had an itchy eye? Oh, stop. No, that makes that so gross. It's better than the no. co- it's maybe better than the cockroach in the ear. Oh, no, no. we don't doing? want bugs in any eyeballs or ears or any or this. Okay. We're just no. Do I apologize. I feel like this is a bigger deal than the donut earlier. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and that was you. a big deal. That was a big deal. Boy, that donut was good. <laughs> I'm so glad I found you one. Yeah, well, you so got you how was yours? I, mine was amazing, except yeah. for the guilt trip that I ate with it. <laughs> Worth it. Worth, oh, totally worth it. Worth it. Just made it a little <laughs> damn. If I can make your life miserable in some way, Emily, I'm here to help. I'm so excited when you can. <laughs> All right, we are here. Hey, this is really cool today because we're at a homey home, 10291 South Chestnut View Court here in South Jordan, and we get to witness, Emily, firsthand uh, the process and, and what you take our, our listeners through when they sign up with homey. Yeah, isn't this amazing? We're actually in a homey seller's home. It's fun. He's excited about the savings. He's excited to use homey. It, People are here, hopefully, going to buy the home. It is an open house. 
house. It is an open house. So come on in. People are here right now. It's That's awesome. Crazy Let, fun. And, and I'll encourage all our listeners. Sometimes, you know, uh, when our listeners are on their way home from work, yeah. they don't veer off their normal route to go <laughs> buy a house. But they do listen and they do yeah. come over the next few days. So mm-hmm. hurry on over here because this is a house worth looking at and you don't want to lose out. Oh, this one's beautiful. There's a pool that I think you're going to go polar plunging soon, right? <laughs> I think we're going to get that going. <laughs> That'd it's be, a beautiful uh, pool. Be, it's a little cold. cold. Is that healthy? Yeah, yeah. It helps your circulation. <laughs> rejuvenates you. I think she's trying to get even. Yeah. A little bit. I yeah. think so. Better yeah. than a worm in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Way better than a worm. Way better. Way better. Yeah. plunge it is. It's either that or a worm. You take your pick. <laughs> I'll take the plunge. <laughs> so if uh, if a listener out there like Darren wants to sell his home, yeah. you guys can, can do it for a flat fee. Yeah. fourteen ninety nine total, but... You only pay one ninety nine up front, and you can save that one ninety nine by using the code HANDS. You're waving that sucker. We're waving that sucker for your awesome listeners. So That's remarkable. That's a Thank remarkable you. deal. We're making it even less expensive, but you still get the full service, even yeah. though you're going to pay $0 up front. I, I, Emily, I've been trying to find something to complain about with this because it, <laughs> it sounds too good to be true. It does. You, you have great exposure. Yeah. You have great service, and it, you cost a fraction yeah. of what other brokers cost. I think that's... That's a really good thing. You can't even complain about this. I can't. It's something that is not applicable it's, it's to your iron, complaining. It's ironclad. Yeah, it's ironclad. It's e- not too good to be true. It just it just is true. <laughs> even the great Gordon Monson can't complain yeah, about it. Yeah, that's going to be I, our I, next billboard. I've looked into it and I can't find I can't find Thank it. Thank you. We made it that's our standard. We're like can Gordon Monson complain? Nope, then we're good. Well, I have yeah. seriously I, I have nothing to do with it, but the, the 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 good thing is that your customers are happy. Yeah, we have a lot of happy clients. We're super client focused and that's because we're not focused on the money. We're focused on the savings and the service. All right. And then that generates more business for you. So there's irony in the, yeah, I, the whole thing. I know, right? But yeah. it's good because we're helping people. We're like Robin Hood. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Go to homie.com, <laughs> and we'll be here for a Jazz Game Night pregame show coming up next as well. Gordo, I'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. All right, Jake. All right. More straight ahead here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell.